Welcome to the Female Voice, the podcast made by powerful women for powerful women. The podcast show where true voices come alive to show you how you can step into your own magnetic power. Hosted by Kirsten Timmermans. Welcome, Ankara. <laughs> Welcome to the Female Podcast Show. Uh, I'm so honored to have you <laughs> because you are quite right as me. Um, yeah, and I'm curious what um, what will unfold today. So I think it is always nice to get to know people before we dive in um, in a conversation. So please um, share who are you, uh, what you, what you're doing, or what do you want to bring today <laughs> to <Yeah>. this conversation? <laughs> I love that question. What do you want to bring today? Because, you know, I'm, I, I call myself a multidimensional, multi-passionate being. I have a lot of interests, a lot of skills, a lot of, um, yeah, creative outlets and really, you know, it, they move in cycles. And so right now I'm in a cycle of, of, just coming back home to myself. That's really been the the present theme for my life. You know, sometimes we go into this place of busyness and we need to anchor back in. So so I'm just guessing that everything that that I share today will be really around that theme of coming back home. But, you know, just in terms of a a general introduction, (laughs) um, I am, I'm I'm many things. Um, I'm a Gene Keys guide specifically for for female entrepreneurs, and I work with human design as well. I do a lot of embodiment work, a lot of daily practice, but in a very, very practical way. And I'm also a sacred music artist, and I've been a musician for really as, my mom says I was singing before I was speaking as a child. So music has always just been a part of my life. Um, I play many instruments. I record my own music. I am completely untrained. So all everything that I and I've written thousands of songs and I have songs and commercials and, and all that stuff. Right. But this is all like the natural springing forth from my creative being. And so I kind of like to weave a lot of things together. And that's what that's what gives me joy. Oh, that's so cool. Can you, I'm not really familiar with Jinkies, but can, can you give me a brief overview of your human design profile? I know it's so widely spread, but I'm just curious yeah. about your profile. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am a three, six pure generator. Ooh. So with that three, six energy, I am meant to just experiment with everything and to fail a lot. And it it's interesting because the more I've recently gotten to know some three sixes and we just have this theme of like we fail and we're afraid of failure. But every time we fail, we're like, oh, that's no big deal. Like we're just there's really no failure, you know, and I think that's fun. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm a six two myself, so I'm just climbing on the roof. I'm just turning. I've just turned 31. And if you look at the average, I should maybe be on the roof, but I feel I'm getting close. Like the the trial and error phase is still a little bit on my backside. Like, don't leave me. And I'm like, no, I need to move on. So it's an interesting (laughs) phase as well. And oh, I can remember. I remember all the the trials and experimenting. 
but I think it's different as a three six because you you have that potency of experimenting and being a role model at the same time. Yeah. But are you having a defined throat as well? Or I do have a defined throat. Do you? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the with the <laughs> oh, one channel to the to the G center. Yeah. Because I find it fascinating. Can you say like with a defined throat, like with music and using the voice, it's more out there? Do you think? Do you think being creative with the voice and having the divine throat is more common or hmm. is it not an opinion you think it's? I haven't really researched it, but I'm trying to think back on my clients and I, you know, to me, it's it's not necessarily like the creative expression or the, it, to me, it's more about access can i access mm. my words can i access my voice because i think maybe also many people think like what with an undivided or an open throat maybe they think they can't be that expressive with their voice mm -hmm. because they because they don't have access to it like we have with our divine throats yeah Though I will say I have a very dear friend and she is really the best singer I've ever heard out of all of my, you know, non, she's yeah. done so much work and she's amazing and she has an open throat. So there is also this access of, right? Like when I think of the open centers, there is this ability to like, you can, it's almost chameleon, right? You can, yeah. you can, um, it's like you can sing in different ways. You can sing to different people with different purposes or speak, right? And I'm, yeah. I'm talking and singing. Um, but so I I love playing with, with the open centers lately because I think for a lot of people when they first get into human design um, and they see the lit up colors of the defined centers, they get excited and they see the open centers and it feels like it's a lack. But to me, it's this beautiful feminine receptive mm -hmm. space where there's a lot of reflection and a lot of mirroring. And, and I feel like, and this is just my opinion, but I, yeah. I feel like I connect so deeply to people through my open centers. Ah, yeah, yeah. And also with our receptivity, I think even more maybe having the ability to really get that energy mm. from people. Oh, that's so beautiful. How did... Because you, maybe not preferred, but you have chosen to focus more on two gene keys, yeah. I think. Um, how did it help you in your journey to get to know yourself? Because, yeah, I can relate it to the three six, but I think that everybody can relate to the journey of finding themselves, finding who they are, what they want to do, how they want to create with their voice, with their with their own set of magic. Yeah. So I found the Gene Keys. And when I first kind of found it, I was, it, it's such a vast, it's so vast that I was like, I just can't even do this. And I put it down and I, you know, I was drawn to it for a reason, but I'm always someone who like, I'll trust when I see something, I trust the timing of when I'm ready. And sure enough, a couple months later, 
um, I, I dove into it. And so essentially what the Jinkies is, is it's this map of our like most natural gifts. That's really all as simple as it gets, right? It tells us our gifts in terms of, you know, what our work is here in the world. And not what our, like, what's the job that we're doing, but what's our big soul work? It tells us what keeps us healthy in our bodies. It tells us, you know, it, it provides a map for opening our hearts and healing our core wounds. And it even weaves in pieces of business, like our prosperity and money and our vocation and, and, and all of these beautiful pieces. But, but here's what's really interesting about it to me. And I think why I was so drawn to it is it is, first of all, it's much more of a, of a it, I consider it like the feminine counterpart to human design, right? Human design gives us these like very concrete tools and structures and things to follow, things to experiment with, right? But the Gene Key system is more about, it's really about resonance and it's about frequency about frequency, right? So we have these different gene keys in these different locations on this map. And every gene key, it's one of 64. It's related to the gates of human design. Every gene key resonates in three frequencies, right? It resonates in the shadow or the fear frequency, in the gift frequency, which is kind of like how when we're living in our creativity and our like center and then it also resonates in this transcendent like this this higher expression oh. frequency and so what was so powerful about it for me and i think why i why i really just once i got in i couldn't stop right there was something that just made me want to keep exploring is you know first of all to be like just to just have such clarity on who i am right these pieces like well, this is what I do naturally. That's remarkable, right? And to just have that. I have an open G center, right? So for me, I'm looking for like, who am I, right? And this gave me like a really solid foundation of that. But there's also that, that frequency piece because for every jinky, I'll give you an example. My life's work, my life's work, the shadow where I get stuck is intellect. The lowest frequency I can vibrate on. When I am in fear, I am in my head and I'm rationalizing and I'm figuring things out. I'm not connected to my body and I'm not thinking from my wise self. I'm thinking from kind of like my panicked mind trying to figure things out, right? But when I'm in my gift, I'm, it's the gift of precision. Right? That's the gift of what I have, right? And so when I first read these words, and, and when people get into Gene Keys, they read the words and they're like, I don't even, I don't relate to it. I don't like it. It's, especially when you read the shadows, it's like addiction, codependency, um, <laughs> and you're like, no, right? But, but so, but so you, you go in, you go further, and it's not like a, like, seeking wisdom. It's more of like an opening your heart to receive the wisdom. You read about it you contemplate it, it's a gentle unfolding, right? But precision, mm -hmm. yeah. precision for me, it's not about exactness. It's actually about alignment. It's about being aligned with the feminine and masculine and that the wisdom that allows me to see precisely and live precisely, right? And then the highest frequency is impeccability. But so all of this is to say that this has given me a lens to recognize when I'm not in my heart 
when I'm not in my creativity, I feel that resonance, that mind place. And now I catch the pattern. I don't make it wrong, right? The, the idea is we, we actually embrace the shadow. And from there, we come back into our hearts. And, and, and it's like, you know, it's an experiment. We live it. There's no landing place. Yeah, for me, it's like what you say, like when I read Jinkies and also um, I think, like you said, because Jinkies is more feminine, so it's more um, widely spread, like human design is very logic and um, precise in a way. Of course, it's not saying this is who you are like right. until the dot, but it's more precise. But when I see you talking and when you, when you talk about it, I'm like, oh, but it will be different when you have someone like you who speaks the coding, who absorbed the coding, who integrated and embodied it and who can share that from that space. Because what I've seen in my journey and what I really love, and I don't know if it's related to my design or maybe the quadriteness or um, different parts of my design, I really like to consume things or do things with people who embodied it, who can have such an, do, which have a high vibration of the coding itself because they absorbed it. And I, when I read the books about Jinkies or the website of Jinkies is just, um, it's a code. <laughs> yeah. It's words. Totally. Totally. The energy is not really there for me. Um, so I find it fascinating to see you talk about it. And I think that can be such a different thing for people to work with jinkies because the feminine is also what most of uh, of us as women looking for, graving for. Yes. We miss it. We want to do it. And we, for me, I used human design to think I could find it. But when I look at human design, I used it to know logic-wise what kind of person I should be. And yeah. now I can see like, oh, hey, that's what I'm doing. And hey, maybe it's related to X, Y, or Z in my design. But maybe jinkies can help you more into adapting um, the different sides of you because you have those layers in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're so, you're so on point with this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's much less black and white. And even, you know, when I'm doing readings with people or when I'm working with people with their gene keys and I know, I know, I know about all 64 of them, right? Like I've studied them. I've really spent time with each one of them, but I'm always saying like, this is my experience of these gene keys, mm -hmm. but you have your own experience with it. Right. And so it's this interesting body of work where it's like, yes, there's information in a book. But even Richard Rudd, the creator, says, like, this isn't this isn't it. Yeah. Right. What's it is your relationship with it, your embodiment of it. Um, and, you know, it's like 
you said hearing me talk about it right hearing my voice you can feel that resonance of that embodiment so for me the book did not move me until i listened to richard rudd has he recorded like 20 ish minute audios for every gene key so what i did was i bought that they're like two dollars each right i bought those <laughs> and i listened to those and that was that was the turning point for me and i hadn't thought about it that way but i think it's true for me as well it's hearing it's not the words it's the tone it's the tone yeah the embodied tone right so when we when we're talking about the female voice and we're talking about fine air voice and talking about our expression that embodiment piece that you pulled up is so crucial right yeah. and and here's the truth everything is frequency right so you know what we feel right that I, this is this is how i explain it do you mind me like doing a little yeah like, no this i'm is, like this is how I explain frequency okay so you know we're every thought we have every feeling we have every emotion every um belief that we have it all each one of those has its own frequency it's a tone and we are emanating resonating that tone 24 7 right? Whatever we're thinking, feeling, experiencing has a, has a quality. I think of it like an orchestra. It's the orchestra mm. of all of the parts of ourselves and they're all playing at once, right? So when we stop ourselves from expressing, right? Like maybe there's something that's true for me and I'm afraid to say it because I'm afraid that I'm going to be judged. It would be like all of a sudden the whole section of the orchestra shuts down. So you're still hearing the music, but maybe it's like there's something that you're you're hearing it, but like some part sounds muffled or it sounds distorted. And even though we're hearing, well, it's still the melody. I still hear the, the music, but there's a part inside of us that can sense something is mm, something's off, something's hiding, something's being distorted. Right. And so when we think about our expression and our embodiment, right? What embodiment does is it kind of gives like a, I don't know what to call it, like a muscle memory or an in the bones knowing, and we can trust it. So it becomes like crystal clear part of our frequency that when we're speaking, it just, we don't have to hold it back. We're not afraid. Right? And for the most part, it's fear that distorts our frequency. Yeah. yeah. How's your journey with expressing yourself? And I don't want to say overcome. I think that word is actually being misused so often mm. that we need to overcome it. Mm -hmm. I think we need to receive it and embrace that is there. Yeah. Um, so how was your journey? Because as a 36, <laughs> it maybe was a quite of a journey or maybe still is yeah but i'm wondering because you you mentioned you are a sacred singer and you always had that with you um but maybe in the journey it's faded a bit away because of the condition and so i'm, I'm curious how yeah, how that was for you and how is it now for you? Because when I'm listening to you, I really feel a strongly embodied voice that has embraced most of that fear 
Mm-hmm. But maybe <laughs> I'm incorrect, and maybe we all have different days, different sure ways how we feel, but the baseline feels anchored in yes. solid. So I'm 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 curious about yeah. that. There's kind of two things, right? So like the music part of me was always just like how I get to express my emotions in a way that goes beyond words, right? Because for me, there's certain emotions that I can only speak so much. The music kind of filled in the gaps of like what couldn't really be expressed, right? Wow. But in my life, like I I definitely could have chosen to make music my thing, right? Like my career. And, you know, thinking about how we, you know, this question of like repressing our own voices and our own talents, right? I was really afraid to do that because I was afraid, right? And I see this now in retrospect for a long time, I was afraid that putting the pressure of my music to, to be the thing that brings me money felt like I was terrified it was going to ruin it for me. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of beliefs, you know, I'd seen a lot, I've wor- worked with a lot of musicians. I'm, you know, didn't see myself as anyone who could do sales or like marketing or self-promotion. And I was just like, and I don't want to, I just, I just want my music to be this pure thing and let it be what it, it will be. And ironically, it wasn't until I let go of that that I started to make a lot of money with my music and commercials, right? When I finally was just like, it just doesn't even matter. Like, I'm just going to do it because I'm good at it and it's fun, right? And that was so generator, right? Like, this is lighting me up, so I'm going to do it, right? So, so I did it. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm making money doing this. It's crazy. And then from there, right, which is, it's very pop. It's very, you know, it's music for commercials. But there was this piece of me that's just like, what about the music that's like, so related to my my journey my spiritual journey of over 20 years and like what about that and so i started to weave that into my life right the the commercial music is is like side i i won't call it a side hustle because i hate the word hustle but like it's my side thing right so i i started you know i i um co-lead a priestess program every year and i started to bring my music into that and then i started to release the sacred songs and and that's felt really different for me um than like my earlier life of trying to be a singer songwriter and 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 all of that so this has been um here's what i want to say about it the thing that keeps my voice anchored and my expression open with my sacred music is that it's not about me. It's not about getting it right. It's not, it's it's really, it's like pure expression and service. And not labeling it as it should yeah. be this, it exactly. should be that. Or I need only to put it in this box to, or in that box to, yeah. but just having different... Yeah, how you say it, like an octopus. Yeah, yeah, it gets to just be what it is, it's, you know. And there. my quad rightness loves that, of course, right? But you know, it's it's 
um, so when I think about like my own journey as an entrepreneur, right? Because there are all of these things weave together, right? Most people don't ask me questions about all of these pieces of my life. I have a deep understanding of them. Sometimes I worry that people are going to look at me from the outside and be like, girl, you do too many things. None of this makes sense, but it makes sense to me, right? It's like, was it ever a struggle for you to have all those things? Because my partner is three parts left and he's saying most of the time for me, are you going to do this new thing? Uh, a new thing again, just yeah. pursue on this one first and see how that unfolds. And maybe then you could <laughs> do this other thing. And what about the money? <laughs> I, you know, I have a lot of things in my chart, including the three, six, you know, the three, six, I've got the, the 53, 53, 63. Now I'm blanking. Uh, the, the, it's the mutation channel. Oh, I have that same thing, right? So, and then even the 1156, which is my Ajna to my throat is very much mm -hmm. about like starting things, beginnings, like new, new ideas. Right. And then it's like this, I have struggled for years with knowing my nature and not denying it, but feeling very judged by people for the fact that I don't just stick to one thing and move forward with it. And there were times where I just decided like, I'm not gonna tell anyone, you know, speaking of the voice where I'm just gonna do it. I'm not gonna announce anything. I'm not gonna let anybody know my plans so I can hear why I'm doing it wrong, right? And I would just let myself do it. And you know what? At the end of the day, like this idea that we have to stick to one thing it's all made up yeah. like I, I if I have to cut parts of myself off in order to be successful then I don't want it interesting that's, that's that's just where I'm at you know like I know that there's a way to bridge it all together and the center point of that is me being true to myself and me knowing myself did you saw a difference in your life the moment this feeling of it's all about me and in anchoring that in even more that things in the outside world started to flow more? Yeah, well, you know what's interesting? It's like when you said that, I I really felt the paradox of how it's it's all about me being the anchor, but none of it's about me. So it's this dance, right? So when it's all about me being myself, but I'm not making it about myself. <laughs> to, 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 to get the distinction there, right? Like that took me a long time to get because like my habit, which a lot of us, right? Like I start to like, like if I get in my head about it, I know it's, I'm making it about me. Right. So if I can be anchored in myself, but really also anchored in service, that's when the flow always happens. The self-consciousness, which happens in the mind, right? That's where I cut myself off energetically. Yeah. And I, I'm really called to air something on the voice, you know, just can I just share a, a little tidbit of something that that I've taught many times in, in um 
when I'm working with women, but they're, but they're yeah, finding their sacred so voice, right? <laughs> so we've got a reversal in our culture about how the voice was intended to be used. So mm -hmm. the same way you can think of your womb and mm -hmm. your yoni, right? Like we're yeah. meant to gestate in the womb and we birth through the yoni. We are meant to gestate in the heart and birth through the mouth. But in our culture, we gestate in the brain and we birth through the mouth. And it's distorted because this is where our fears are. Our fears are not here. Our fears are here. So what, getting back to that like conversation about the, the distortion of how we filter, there's no filtering here. If there's filtering here, it's coming from here, right? So or I, if you're just listening, right? We don't filter from our hearts, right? If we're filtering it from our hearts, it's, it's actually coming from our head. So the, the biggest part of learning how to express fully and use our voice and speak our truth and share our dreams and share our wisdom is about staying in the heart, letting it all come from there first right the, it's not that the mind doesn't come in the mind comes and it discerns right it can kind of like gently guide but as soon as it's being like well don't say that they're gonna think you're stupid right or like or, or the worst is like when you're done speaking and then you're like oh my gosh yeah. how stupid like what did i sound like, right? like so that's all the brain and the brain yeah. the brain's doing way more work than it was ever supposed to frankly. Yeah. I think that is also the shadow side, in my opinion, from all the tools that we have, like Gymkism Design, Enneagram, like all the things. Sometimes our mind can run away with it. Like for me, and that's something I've been diving in uh, recently because I noticed I became aware that I was a pure individual. <laughs> Some people say when it's a pure individual, mm -hmm. it's all about me, you. It's all about yourself. Mm. <clears throat> and people talk about it in business. Yeah, it should all be about yourself. And I'm like, doesn't feel right. But the mm -hmm. mind then absorbed that information and wanting to make it true. What happens it's again a disconnection of true self. And it's interesting when it comes from the heart, when it comes from the self, the expression. Mm. Of course, there's part of things I share about me, about my story, about how it relates to me or whatever. But always, in my opinion as well, as a service or someone else becomes because it comes from that heart-centered embodied place where you can share but it's interesting how systems and even expression expressions or knowledge we share can be so consumed by the brain as just truth and we're going to try to adapt it again. Like we're of all these conditions and we, we're getting more about everything we consume and we're trying to yeah. make this puzzle work. Yeah, And it's more like shedding it off and having it maybe as an awareness. Yes. 
And that's why I, when you talk about gene keys, I became more aware of how it interesting it is that it has the different layers. And I know human design has that as well. Like when you are in the not self of a center, mm-hmm. but not many people share the not self of human design. They often shy, uh, share, this is the divine. And when it's divine, it's that. And the not self is forgotten very often. So you not see that on the Instagram very much so right but it yeah it's interesting that the jinkies have that three-layered way where you can step in the awareness of where you are in the shadow where you trying to fit in the part but disconnect you even more I think um, if I look at my journey it's connecting is the most value part I could give to myself but the system sometimes not even the old system of schooling of conditioning but the current systems that we have in the spiritual or yeah in the in that way can also sometimes for the brain again be some kind of validation to not come back to that heart that's you're so yeah you're absolutely right it's like we can take anything and use it for good or for separation right there's a way to approach it right when we approach it like dogma like some sort of set of rules then we're locking ourselves in right and i think that um and and when we can approach it like with a gentleness with an openness, with a softness, with like as information. Yeah, it's like information we can take in, but it's not, it's not meant to separate us from ourselves. But but you're you're right. There's a way that all of these tools, we can actually, I it's ironic. They're tools so that we know ourselves, but we can bypass our knowing by using the tools. Yeah. And that's you know, I did that with spirituality for many years. Many people do, right? Where like, I just, you know, well, I don't want to feel good. So I'm just going to meditate. Right? And I meditated my, my way out of feeling bad, which, you know, sure, I didn't feel bad, but I was it was bypassing. I, I didn't know it at the time. Right? When I had awareness of it, I shifted my, my um, I don't know, like my inner posture towards it, the way that I use it is different now. But it's important to to talk about this because I think that a lot of people dive into the system thinking, oh, well, this is going to give me all the answers that I don't have about myself that are coming up because I'm afraid. And then they cling to those answers and it fogs the inner knowing. Yeah. Yeah. What are for you still practices that you use to make yourself aware of how I would like to say receiving it all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do I do a lot of what I call micro practices during the day. So throughout my day, I take like 30 second pauses. Oh, wow. And um I like actually developed a whole system years ago. It was one of the, one of the many interests that I had as a three six. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I have a, a whole, but I've got a whole, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 micro practices at this point um, that are just heart centering and body centering, right? So like my favorite thing to do, and it sounds like so ridiculously simple, right? Is I just, I like drop into my body and I put my hand on my heart and I ask myself three questions. What am I feeling? What do I need? And what do I know? Mm -hmm. Right? And for me, that always brings me back. Always, always brings me back. And it's not even about the answer. It's about the fact that I'm turning towards myself to ask myself for my own answers, right? It's like, there's a part of me that feels so, like my heart feels acknowledged, my soul feels acknowledged, right? When the brain can just go and stop, and turn back around and say, well, how about you, right? Because I think about like our relationships with ourselves. It's like, if you wanted to build a relationship with somebody, dating a, dating someone, right? Like what goes into a relationship? Like you have to spend time with that person. You're listening to them. Like you're genuinely curious about what is present for them. Like you're giving them care. You're giving them love. And all of those pieces need to be there for our relationships with ourselves too. Yeah, and be patient. And that's something I became yes. aware as well. The patience we have, like I have a puppy and she's now one year old and I'm mm -hmm. like, I never gave up on her. I just kept on going. I kept on experimenting. I did certain things for over a period of time mm -hmm. because I trusted that eventually it will lend it out as a beautiful connected bond or the way she would act in certain situation. And I think that's the same for getting to know yourself. Yeah. Getting to, we are still in this condition that A needs to lead to B one time. Yeah. 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 And we often trying to run so far away and then okay, I'm doing this again to get that again and then stop completely to repeat that cycle of trying to connect, run away as far as you can, mm. come back, try it again, run away. And when we become aware that it's or that it's even okay to let it be a practice and remember as hey if we if we're dating or getting to know it some more or even in in our current relationship with a partner with a friend how do we act on them are we ditching them when when they are angry that one time or if when they say something mean mean no we're 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 keeping you and the relationship we keep it going yes. we community okay trust we all do that for other people right. ourselves we can't do that for ourselves right and even thinking about like the way that we talk to ourselves in our heads we would never say those things to other people right like when i'm hard on myself and I've, i'm really like i'm really at a point where i'm very kind to myself now, but there were times when I was really cruel to myself. I would never, ever talk to another human being that way. Even in my partnerships, when I'm in a fight, 
I'm so conscientious of using my words like carefully and it's not filtering it's being a choice because I know the power of words but when when we don't you know it's like we don't think about that when we're criticizing our bodies in the mirror or looking at our bank accounts and feeling like we're not good enough or comparing ourselves to people who are further along on the journey and that that doesn't come in and, and it needs to we need to remember like it's it's so fascinating that this is a cycle where we where we in like so much like when i look mm. at my nieces and they are now nine and seven years old i'm like wow yeah already the condition that's oh yeah in. to yeah. come at, at my age or i hope because i have friends who are a bit younger who already are on a more connected and embodied um journey that I was on on that age or maybe even now and I'm like okay we're changing but wow what an intense cycle we're being on and if you are familiar in the spiritual community you know <laughs> it's all made up <laughs> but it doesn't make a difference right it's like our conditioning runs really deep and it, and it is sure. ages, you know, first seven, eight years. It's the foundation of our nervous system and our nervous system overrides everything. Everything. <laughs> All the fears are programmed from there, from that, yeah. from that place. Right. And so, yeah, and like I, I see it too. I see younger and younger people diving into you know, consciousness and awareness and care for themselves. And, um, you know, my, my best friend works in the city, um, in New York City, sorry. Oh. Um, my best friend works in New York City as a teacher. And she's uh, around my age, I'm in, I'm in my early 40s. And she went out to like, just get some drinks with some of the younger teachers, they're in their 20s. Right. And she was sitting down and she was just like, Oh, there's French fries, but I don't want to eat them because um because you know I don't want to gain any weight. And the younger teachers are like, "Girl, you want those fries? Go eat those fries!" Like, <laughs> why would you care? Who cares if you're fat? What are you talking about? Right? And for our generation, that was like the like so much self monitoring around that, right? So that like it's one example of the way things are starting to shift in terms of self acceptance, body acceptance, like self awareness, and it gives me hope. It really does yeah. give me hope because if, if when we think about the impact of parenthood, right? Like I have a nine-year-old daughter and an 11-year-old son. The more conscious the parent, the more conscious the kid. It's just the way that it works, right? We're all going to be programmed. Yeah. Good, bad. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm at the point where now my kids, like they've crossed that threshold where it's not, it's not my conditioning anymore. It's their friends. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm seeing it's like a, a totally different thing. But like, even if I gave them and I feel like I gave them a nice, solid foundation with like very clear values. It's all just going out the window when they're playing with their friends. But the more kids that are conscious, <laughs> my point, if the more conscious parents we have, right, raising kids and with this awareness, trusting themselves, listening to themselves, valuing themselves, talking kindly to themselves, like that's where we're going to have these big shifts in our generation speaking their truth right like yeah want that and boundaries towards others yes but that's sometimes the struggle like knowing doing the work and also 
seeing that it repeats itself yes mm. it's shifting but it's also repeating and everybody has their journey yeah. <laughs> with it yeah Even yeah your kids they have chosen a typical or their journey so we need to let go <laughs> totally i mean it's that's talking about the hardest practice right and there's so many times i just catch myself and i was just like it's okay i didn't have any of that growing up. i think it's fine it's, they're okay like everyone's got their journey it's okay yeah but how do you see the shift in business because um for how long you have been in business? <laughs> I mean, like official, I, I've really been like doing entrepreneurial things for about 10 years, but, yeah. but I wasn't really serious about it in the last couple of years, maybe two or three. Um, but here's the big shift that I see. I, I see everything was in the masculine, you know, hustle, toxic, patriarchal, like be very busy, do a lot of work, trading time for money paradigm. And all of a sudden there's been this swing into a more like feminine embodied business model, right? Which is like, it should feel good. It should be pleasurable. You don't have to hustle. You don't need a niche. You don't need this thing. But to me, right, where we're going is not here. We're, we're, we're actually coming to the middle because anytime we're on an end of the spectrum, we're really missing most most of the picture right and so my journey has has never really been in that masculine like i'm very aware of it but i kind of went in through the feminine and spent many years like sitting around manifesting and wondering why nothing was like being tangible and like coming right and like you you see all of these like gorgeous magnificent business owners just in their feminine rolling around on the beach and everything's coming to them so easily but more than half of them got there after they made they were wildly successful in the masculine and then they decided doing, to switch doing, over doing, yeah and they right? had a so beautiful like, community it's, it's not it's not being portrayed accurately i've yet to find someone who's just in their feminine who started just in their feminine who's wildly successful I haven't seen it and I have seen many, many people. The people who I know who are the most successful and balanced for whom success is sustainable, bring in both. They have elements of the healthy masculine, elements of the healthy feminine, they weave them both together. And I think that's really the only way forward or else we're just gonna be on this like constant pendulum swing. and. I don't want to live in extremes. You know, that's one thing that I know about myself. I, I've experienced a lot and I feel whole and I feel safe when I'm relatively in the middle with some flexibility of swinging. Yeah. How is that for you as, as a quadrite? Because sometimes for me as a quadrite, that's also a bit of the struggle. Mm. Coming from over masculine, um, experiencing the feminine and I'm mm -hmm. like yeah okay what's my middle ground and also like hey how can we adapt this new way of marketing that's mostly it's still feminine masculine but more mm -hmm. energetic and a lot less of traumatized painful right um disembodied sales because still lots of feminine entrepreneurs 
who say they are very, are in their seals very masculine, still yes. focused on pain, still focused on solving problems, mm-hmm. um, and wildly successful in that. And I'm like, that's also not healthy. Like we're still in this world where, yeah, feminine occurs and. We're navigating through more embodied work, but yes. still there's so many of which like you're still giving not a healthy perspective. It's, yeah. it's not the front end. It's not the same as the back end and the, and the mm. seals front end. It's not that embodied. Yes. I have bought many programs like that. <laughs> <laughs> from people <laughs> I have experienced so many right um and yeah it's I think that it's 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 something that we are learning you know like over time I, I think you know I've let go of a lot of my judgments about it so as a quad right yeah I'm so much more naturally in in the flow like I but there are definitely like I have a defined ajna so and that gene my gene key of precision right there is something that like i really love crystal clear clarity and i love systems and i love strategies right um i just don't believe that there's one that works for everyone right and so that's where it starts to get icky in the marketing right because there's people want to position themselves as the authority, whether it's feminine or masculine, right? And to position themselves as the authority, they're saying, well, this is this is the answer. This is it, right? And really what needs to be said is this is an answer. It's not <laughs> the answer. Yeah. And this might be the answer for you. And it might be, right? Like that's authentically true. Yeah. It also might not be, right? So there's a lot of promises. I see a lot lately of like very high powered coaches starting to say, well, you know, my client's results are not my responsibility. My client, I not, I don't take feedback because it's just my client's opinion. And, you know, on the one hand, I understand like there is a codependence issue where you think you're responsible for your client's results. And that's not true, but there's a distortion there. That doesn't mean don't do your own work to make sure that you've actually provided your clients with what they need to succeed, right? I think there's a way of like, just kind of like, I don't need to be responsible for that. So I don't have to worry about it. And I think it's, it's like, I don't know, it, it, it's a, it's like a pokey spot for me. I don't know how else to describe it, but it pokes me and it bothers me. It bothers me. Yeah. I'm like on the spectrum of like, what you mentioned before, like, the people who worked hard for many years who build up an extreme amount of following who are like just trust your energetics and even though i really want to believe that and i hope that we can navigate towards that we are still having the systems the algorithms um that are there that have their own vibration their own frequency 
we need to navigate through. Yes. And I'm still like, okay, I want to believe that energy is everything. But I'm still like, I have this algorithm danced energy mm-hmm. that I need to navigate through. Yeah. How do I want to navigate through there? Also, from my feeling of, yeah, but it's an act of service, like you mentioned, that like, I need to, because I need to make money, like not that the, the, mm. the need, like the unhealthy, yes. but like in an act of service, what's the act of service in my business for other people? How can I expand at like, find a middle ground? And I'm curious yes. how that is for you, because you're also on that online platform yeah well you know it's one of the things that's really grounded me has been the gene keys um prosperity sequence which is kind of like there's three main sequences and and really like that the pathways of prosperity are initiative right so taking aligned action it's growth so it's moving forward but and service it's balancing the three right? I'm taking action, I'm growing, but it's always, whenever it comes back to service for me, that's like, that's where I I actually do find the prosperity. It just kind of like opened up the, I don't know what you call it, the, the, I wanted to say algorithm. It's not the algorithm, but it's like the math, the math problem, the mathematics yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like navigating online, I, I, I have to say, like, I, I really don't believe that either side is wrong anymore. I just, I just, I don't. I think it's just what is, right? So like I've gotten to the point where that masculine, I'm not angry at it. I'm not, you know, like I don't see it as like this thing that I've been a victim to. And I think this is maybe what helps me as a quad, right? Is I'm I'm pretty neutral with it. Like it just is there. And there are aspects of it that actually are crucial for having a successful business. Like having some sort of a plan. It doesn't have to be rigid, but having a plan directs your energy, right? It, when it, for myself, like when it's all open and I'm like, I'm free flowing, I feel like I'm floundering. It doesn't always, feel safe for me. Actually, I always say it when you're serving and you're on the sea waiting for that wave. Mm. If you don't have, I don't like the plan, but if you don't have an intention or if you want to ride that wave, if you want to serve a wave, mm-hmm. you need to have an intention. Yeah. You also, at one point, need to make a move. Yes. Grab a wave and see where the wave gets you and then decide, okay, hey, was it a good wave? Do I want to continue on this wave? Yeah. Or maybe I yeah. chose another one. But when you are on the open sea waiting to get the wave, <laughs> right. <laughs> Or just sitting on the surfboard and not standing up and getting into the um, move of getting the wave. Right. 
Right. You never will be serving. No, that's it. it. The waves are going to pass you by and you're still going to be waiting. Right. And I think that that's, that's a, that is a problem that I see with the, with the only feminine model. It's you're sitting in the energetics of it, right? I'm feeling the ocean, but I'm not moving with it. I'm waiting for it. Right. And it doesn't have to be that way, but that's one of the ways that I feel I, what a beautiful analogy of surfing. I think that's really yeah. a helpful way to look at it. And I've done that for a long time when, because I came from that overly masculine. I, I, when I first heard I was a quad ride, I was like, can't be, I'm consistent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm strategic. You're wrong. I'm very good Look at again. strategy. <laughs> <laughs> and now I understand, but to, in order to experience that, fullness of me I needed to go fully into that receptivity mode yes until now I find like okay I can stay there but I also find when you're staying there too long when you're on that surfboard and waiting for the waves and you want to flow there in naturally it can become very scary and unsafe and all the thoughts come up again and it will keep you stuck. And it's easy to say that I'm receptive. I'm just waiting. Yeah. It's finding that aligned wave that will never come because it's like, it's like there, but often I'm, I'm also like, okay, where I'm okay with this mind intelligence Mm -hmm. of navigating forward because mm -hmm. maybe just like me you can also taste what what we will have in the future yeah and then sometimes it's so frustrating to experience where we are at in this moment yeah but the realization is yeah if we want to have satisfaction but also want to experience life and it's full is receiving being able to do things and make money we have to have both because it's still yeah. the times we are living in. We we can change it, but it's like we're here and we want to go miles away, but there's no yeah. bridge. The bridge is too we, too big our, up to build. It's it's yeah. I mean, I think the bridge is built through our through our aligned choices. You know, it's like through riding, sometimes it's like riding the waves that aren't the perfect one just to get a little bit further to get to that spot where the big one's going to come. You know, it's like trying to ride the wave and then failing. So we learn, oh, wait, actually, now I know what, what to do when the big wave comes, right? It's like that, that action piece has to be a part of it. Um, yeah. Because do you yeah. always feel in response? In gut response? Do you think that in the world we're currently living in, I, I mean, I think that my mind still filters a lot, Yeah. but I, but I, I mean, I, so I grew up with like just a single mother and a sister. We were in like a, there was no masculine in my whole house, no competition, no rules, no structure, you know, zero of that. So I feel like I had this kind of like unfair advantage of like, yeah. you know, I saw it in the world. But like my mother was very alternative and basically she was just like, yeah, your only job is to just like be happy and follow your heart. 
So for me, like, I don't know if I can tell the difference between like my instincts and my mm -hmm. intuition and my heart. I j all that I know is that when something is right for me, it almost never makes sense in my brain, but I say yes anyway, and I'm glad that I did. Just like every single time. That's just always how it works for me. Right? So beautiful. Is it yeah. also the, the spot where you're moving from in your business? Yeah, I think that it's businesses. Hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> your your life's yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. I will this is what then my honest response is that is my intention. Right. So like when we first yeah. came in and I said I'm I'm just in this process of remembering of of building that like sense of home and like coming back to myself again and again, that is my intention. My intention is that, you know, because I think that when we're online, it is very easy to be pulled out of ourselves, especially mm -hmm. on something like Instagram. I mean, it's like, first of all, our nervous systems are immediately dysregulated as soon as we're scrolling. So immediately we are not in our center. Then we're shown all of these like aspirational images that you know for the most part aren't even real they are curated images with text telling us that we can have that so all of a sudden we feel like there's something wrong with us or we're put in the dopamine loop of i want that right and so we get a big dopamine high and then a big dopamine crash which keeps us further dysregulated so i would like to say like my intention is to get to the place where um where i would say like 85% of the time, right? And right now it's probably 70, yeah. right? My next step is 80, eight, even, even getting to 75, 80, right? Like I wanna be coming from that place because uh, that's the only sustainable place for me to do business and I know it. Yeah. So I do and a lot of like unconscious programming, um, reprogramming and, you know, embodiment practices to try to, get myself more regulated and to get myself into the space of not being driven by these subconscious fears that put me into like, what's she doing? I should be doing that. How come I'm not, this is why I'm not rich. You see, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but still, I think aware of our current system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I find that beautiful. Are. Yeah. I think it. I, what is keeping talk is you saying like i stop judging both sides of the spectrum i think that's so beautiful to look at it because i think so many people online try to make a difference even though maybe it comes from a trauma response even though maybe it isn't the most healthiest way yeah but we all are trying in this massive downfall of the systems and still having the systems and still needing to navigate with the systems. Yeah. And the non-judgment, it's, it, it's, it's stuck with me. Yeah. I really like, it's clicking. Yeah. It's like, for me, it was like, what if none of this is actually a threat? What if it's just a reminder to check in with myself? Right. Like, what if it's just when I see that and I have that, like when the feeling comes in, this is kind of how I started to shift it. Right. Like that was my process. It's like, 
I had all this judgment and I was just like, well, what if, what if I'm wrong? What if it's not like, what if it just doesn't even matter? What if that's not, that's just sucking my energy and sucking my life force and sucking my attention. Like what if everything I need is here? And what if part of what I need is in there, but I'm missing it because I'm judging it. And what if I, right? Like that's where I started to go, wait a second, before I decide that it's all wrong, when it's, when it has worked for many people, let me just, let me just, I don't know. Let's just let it be. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> because well, I'm now observing myself, how I can have that spiral of judgment and yeah, maybe that is something I need and change I think as being aware of what is and having them, I'm not taste cognition, but having the knowing of <laughs> what will become, not yes. really into how it will turn out, but knowing where we yes. could be. It's easy to be a rebel online, doing it like black and white changes. But we all know that we, when we build a house, we build it brick by brick. Yes. yes. Piece by piece, step by step. So letting go, like you mentioned, like fully into, yeah, there are probably super receptive um, entrepreneurs, but like you mentioned, that are coming from not hustling, but working hard, making content for a very long time where the platform was really different when they build up that massive following already who have revenues that are what most people dream of. And then yeah. coming as a small entrepreneur or having maybe had a pause and wanting to co come back and having this completely different world wanting to step in as the completely feminine and they're like but it's not working or it takes yeah. too long and it's not if you are willing to wait that amount of time it's okay but it's like you mentioned it's also no not wrong not to rush but balance it out a little bit more to yeah. get the big wave get the aligned wave yeah because yeah. that is what the what the big ones did yeah but their mastery or i'll say and their mastery of knowing how to ride that wave came from a lot of trial and error probably yeah you know it's like that's that's what like maybe the big wave came and if they weren't didn't have all that experience they would they would have missed it or they would have gone on and it would have capsized them over, right? Like, it's like, we we don't know. I, I think that's this, you know, people will say like, oh, you know, two years in business, seven figures in two years in business, right? Everyone's on their on their little profile mm. on Instagram now, right? And, and I just think it's like, meanwhile, they had a career in sales for 20 years first, <laughs> right? Like, they're not talking about that. Like, they worked in a corporation, like do, doing like high level sales, like, okay, you have a degree in marketing. You did not come from zero as like a feminine free flowing, like whatever. Yeah, right? and using feminine techniques, but having the, the sales 
the, yeah. the, the, the masculine yeah. 3D still yes. technique, yeah. or even two years in business, but we're already five years online on Instagram. And right, like, right. So they already had a following and maybe they were doing something else, right? And and my coach who I'm working with now, she talks about that too. She's just like, yeah, I've had like wild success in the past two years, but I've been online posting every day for 10 years. So posting online every day is not hard for me. And it's what sells in my business. But like, I built that into my life. That's a part of my life. You know, and for me, exactly. my quad ride is like, oh, don't make me post every day. <laughs> don't make me do it. And I don't. I mean, sometimes I, if I feel like it, I will. But no, but that's even a conscious decision of, yeah, if you do it, maybe it rapidly um, has an impact on yeah. your business. But I also think because that's what most of the I think what will start step out now is if it's not heart-centered if it's not 80 plus percent embodied yeah you're going to lose you're really going to lose people are going everybody's becoming more aware so even though there's still a big mass that can do that yeah i don't believe that long-term success can't be there without the embodiment yes Yes. But but coming back to like, yeah, I can post every day, but when it's not heart center, it doesn't make success, uh, make success. But also you can from a heart embodied space, you can choose consciously to create daily. But if it's not feeding you, your soul, your heart, mm-hmm. where does it end up? But that's also different for everybody like Absolutely. you're you're stuck yeah, in my mind with the yeah. non-judgment um it's different for everyone you're right you're right and i think that that's like you know it's like the work that i've been doing with the gene keys it's like that's and when you really look at gene keys and human design is that we are all so different there's no way some anything could there are people like if you're quad left your life's gonna look very different and that's gonna be right correct for you Right. And maybe it's going to have all of this like stuff that for us would feel very unnatural. Right. And so, you know, what this re- reminds me of, and this will be my, this will be my last story. I swear, because it's, it's a little, it's a little bit off, but I want to tell this story anyway. For some I know mine. So, okay. So one of my past careers, when, uh, when I was pregnant with my son, I just decided I wanted to be really healthy. So I decided to go become a certified um, prenatal exercise specialist. So I worked mm. with pregnant women um, on like fit and like physical fitness, right? During pregnancy, which is popular now. Nobody was doing it back then. I was like <laughs> the only one. People were like, you teach pregnant women to exercise? Pregnant women should be sitting, you know? So you know, I got, I I was like working with all these women and I had my birth plan and I was going to have a home birth and I wanted it to all be natural and no medicine and all of these things. Right. And so of course I go into labor, it's 36 hours of labor. I was, it was, it was, it was very, very difficult. You know, I had midwives come, they left because I was taking too long and I demanded to be brought to the hospital. I was like brought into the hospital. I demanded the drugs, right? <laughs> and I ended up having a C-section because my son was stuck, like his hand was there. He was not gonna come out in my house, right? And 
it was so humbling because I had seen how my ideal, my belief was so closed about what a good birth was supposed to be. What's a correct way of giving birth, right? It should be at home. It should be in a tub of water. It should be surrounded by people I love. There should be relaxing music, right? And, and really what my son needed was to be born in a hospital so that he could survive, right? And so what happened was after that experience, it changed everything about how I was working with these pregnant women, right? Because I would hear some say, oh, well, I'm getting the drugs. I don't want to feel anything. And in the back of my mind, I never would have said anything, but I would have judged it and thought like, oh, she just doesn't know. And like, I was really in the fear of that, right? That's all it was, was propaganda fear that like, you can't have a beautiful birth in a hospital, which is not true, you can, um, right? And so like that that inner judge, like I, it just went away. And I just started to see like, wow, maybe her baby needs to be born in a hospital. Maybe her baby needs to be born at home. Maybe her baby needs to be born in a hospital without any drugs. Like, it is not my freaking job to decide what's best. The souls know it. Our souls know it. The babies know it, right? And so I don't know why I felt so compelled to tell that story, but it's like once we start to see that everyone has their own journey, we can take our energy out of judging and just put it back in like, what do I want? What do I need? Yeah. What do I feel? Right. Like yeah. those, those three questions. Yeah. And that's the same as like navigating in the online space. Yeah. We're in this system that is unhealthy. It's based on the left, but we also have many left people, conditioned people. Yeah. So as a quad ride or as another type of being, we mm -hmm. can say, okay, we're going to be completely receptive. But how does that turn out? How is that fulfilling what we want to do, what we want to create, what we want to have as a service? And like I said, we need to let go of how other people do it, how we think we should do it we can have desires but we also don't need to forget that we need to come there brick by brick and maybe sometimes some part of the house can be very we, yes. we can have quantum leaps of yeah. course yeah, we can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's like it was the right brick in that in that very spot yeah. to come to there yeah yeah i love that i love that imagery right it's like it's true it's just like all of a sudden sometimes something will click and there will be this very very fast growth and then sometimes it's not sometimes we build the whole wall and we're like shit i did it wrong and then we have to take the whole wall down and we have to build it a different way at least that's for me as a three six that's like my whole life <laughs> Like I'm always doing that. I'm constantly rebuilding my walls. <laughs> and it's still like what sometimes my boyfriend is saying, like, but it's still our beliefs. We believe that mm. this is true. We believe that yeah. this is true. Yeah. And of course, we have of certain things we have to science, but in many things, it is a 
feeling it's knowing yeah. in our body that can turn into a belief mm-hmm. and make us move in certain directions yeah yeah but also can keep us stuck yeah it's a fine because line. of the beliefs because of the judgment because of we know where where we for my how i navigate myself i know we're going to change so if i'm not radically doing it mm-hmm. it's not working out but it's like it's again so many hmm. programming and it's yeah. still like you don't know but if it's like i think we're coming back to the beginning of when we come back to our heart come back to our center come back to okay hey what's the act of service for me and the other person yeah step by step we can have it all. Yeah, we can. And there's no, you know, it's like what's what's coming up for me when you're speaking is like, there's actually no rules. There are no rules. We just make up what the rules are. So if there's nothing that's really limiting us, we we really do get to choose. And if we get to choose how we do it, we might as well choose a way that includes all of ourselves. And maybe that also comes back to me saying, like, if I have to cut off a part of myself in order to be successful, I don't want it. I mean, that's a choice that I'm making. Like, I know that I want all of myself on the journey because I will sabotage it if part of me isn't there. I know that about myself, you know, like it's just something will just not work. It won't work until it's all there. And it's not about perfect, but it's more about like the structure allows the space for all of me. Yeah. Like you said, like it's also a part of you that you build the wall and then like mm, wasn't correct. Okay, yeah. we're going to do that again. Yeah. And um, it's it's funny, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Like I have the moment of like, damn, I did it wrong. And then I go right to, okay, well, let's try and do right. You know, like there's like but I think that that's the difference. And that is you can receive all of you. Mm-hmm. You can embrace all of that. You yeah. can feel it in, let it go. Yeah. No agenda. Yeah. Start again. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it's like when you're saying that, but um, my, my, the sphere for my purpose in the Gene Keys, guess what the shadow is? <laughs> failure (laughs) right so and it's this beautiful this beautiful thing where like it's ironic because when i'm afraid of failing i fail at my real mission which is the gift of preservation which is knowing what's important enough to bring forward right so it's like if i need to tear the wall down because i built it wrong it's it's understanding what part I did right that first time and making sure to include that when I'm building it again, right? Not throwing all of it away. Um, but failure is a big theme for me, right? It's my shadow and it's also my, it's also my gift in terms of my design. So yeah, it's just, it's interesting. (laughs) Uh I know we went, we went very far from the voice. (laughs) (laughs) And actually we didn't. Because all of this is part of finding your voice is 
for me, not only the expression that comes out of your mind, but finding out who you are, how you feel, how you, yeah, how you experience your vibration. The voice is a vibration. It's something Mm -hmm. vibrant and alive. You can hear, you can experience. So for me, this is all part of the voice so but yeah it was different than we (laughs) than we originally went in there yeah yeah, it was two quad rights maybe expected that right (laughs) but i think we had a beautiful journey yeah no it was beautiful Mm -hmm. so deep and so many things that i'm left you know and that little jewels that i'm left with carrying forth especially that beautiful surfing analogy you know that really struck a chord with me yeah i'm not and i'm now thank you thank you for your compliment but i'm now of course super curious about my jinkies (laughs) but for the people who are listening and uh, resonating with who you are and what you do where can they find you yeah so i am online on um Facebook and Instagram under Ankara Rose. And um, can I share something like a Gene Keys related thing? So for um, just for the next few weeks, I have a free introduction to the Gene Keys for Fempreneurs that's available. It's like under my bio in um, Instagram. Um, it's called Gene Gene Keys 101 for fempreneurs, right? So you can go in and just learn a little bit more about the system. It's not going to necessarily tell you about your Gene Keys, right? That's your work. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is in a few weeks, I'm going to be starting a a Gene Keys journey. So there's four, there's three sequences Mm -hmm. in the whole, what's called the golden path. And the first one is called the activation sequence. So I'm leading an eight week journey through that. And that is where like, in a very small group will be going through each woman's gene keys like the the depth of it so that's also coming up so if anyone is interested in that definitely reach out to me thank you for listening to the female voice podcast if you have any questions or if you are looking for a safe space to activate your female voice please become a member of the free female voice facebook group where you can find safety, more tips and valuable content to help you activate your female voice. And if you have found this podcast or episode valuable, please let us know or share it with friends, family or people you know who could benefit from it. Thank you so much in advance. And until next time, bye for now.